Hello and welcome to today's episode of the ABCs, Authors Between the Covers. What makes successful authors tick? What does it take to sell that manuscript? Is self-publishing a good option? Or is selling your book to a big publishing house still the only way to fly? What about keeping up with your first big success? We'll talk about all this and more on today's show, hosted by journalist and publisher Hope Katz Gibbs, author of Truly Amazing Women Who Are Changing the World and PR Rules, The Playbook. Hello, and welcome to this month's episode of Authors Between the Covers on Incandescent Radio, Incandescent TV, and the Truly Amazing Women Network. I am thrilled, thrilled beyond belief to be talking today to Rebecca Serrell. So we actually talked in 2018 when you published one of your eight books. This is your eighth book we're going to be talking about today, The Dinner List, which I love. Tell us a little bit about that. First, audience, meet Rebecca. She's amazing. Author of eight books, including the one we'll be talking about today, expiration dates. So t- take us back in time a little bit. Talk about the dinner. Well, hi, I'm so happy to be here and to see you again. Um, yes, The Dinner List was my first novel for adults. It came out in 2018. And it was about, it's it's sort of like the answer to that, that famous question, if you could have dinner with any five people living or dead, who would they be? So this woman shows up to her 30th birthday dinner and it's that dinner. And Audrey Hepburn's at the table and her father who passed away when she was very young and her best friend who she's struggling in their relationship and then her ex-boyfriend. The chapters go back and forth between sort of like times of this unfolding dinner and her love story with this man. So that was a really, that was a really fun one. And uh, we were just chatting a little bit, a little bit before we started recording. And I was saying to you, it feels like another lifetime ago, really. It was the start of so much of my career. And also just, it feels like so much has happened since 2018. So amazing. Well, let's start with like the highlight, which is you just got married, Mazel Tov. Yeah, I just got married. I love marriage. I think it's the best. I'm like a really big fan. We um we wanted like a very small wedding and we knew we didn't want to have like a big thing. And so we um we kind of wanted to elope, but we wanted our families to be there. And so we went to France. We got married with just our parents and it was lovely and wonderful. And then we went on honeymoon around France. We got married um, in Provence and then we went on to sort of like uh, a town outside of Saint-Tropez for a little bit. And then we were in Paris for a while. So it was wonderful. And um, and uh, I feel very lucky. It's definitely a different chapter for me. And I, I it's a different chapter for my work. So I would imagine all of that will get reflected in what comes next. Amazing. So let's talk about this new book, Expiration. I have a visual. Fantastic. It takes place in Los Angeles and we have like kind of a little bit of the the iconic Beverly Hills Hotel colors um, happening there, even though there are no scenes at the Beverly Hills Hotel. But um, but yes, uh, this is it. Expiration Deeds is um, the story of Daphne. She is a woman in her 30s who every time she meets a man, she receives a slip of paper with his name and um, a number on it. And the number is the exact amount of time that they will spend together. And the book opens with her receiving a piece of paper that just has the man's name on it and the time is blank. It is also my book about looking for love. And it's my book about romantic love specifically. You know, I've written a lot about different kinds of love. I think The Dinner List was about romantic love, but it was also about familial love and sort of like icon love and and the love between best friends that's complicated. And In Five Years was obviously like a story between two best friends 
Um, and one Italian summer was a mother daughter love story. And so this one is really about romance. Love that. What I also love is this magical reality versus reality, reality that you, that bridge that you kind of cross and marry together throughout. Tell us a little bit about that way of thinking and writing. Yeah, I think I see, you know, I see magical realism is as a way to kind of cut to the quick of a story um, faster and in a bigger way. So I'll take my last novel, for instance, um, a book called One Italian Summer. It's about a young woman who has just lost her mother and her mom had always talked about this magical trip she took to Positano when she was a young woman. And the two of them had planned to go back to Positano together. Katie's mother unfortunately passes away before they can go. And so Katie decides to embark on this adventure alone. And then in a magical twist ends up meeting her mom when her mom is young and they spend the summer together as two young women. I could have told a story about a young woman who has just lost her mother, who goes to this place that meant so much to her and meets people who knew her mother and uncovers a journal of her mom and her old stomping grounds and an old love of hers and all of these things. But to me, the bigger, more interesting story is like, let's just meet mom. Let's just be with mom. And so I find magical realism is like a little bit of um, it's a little bit of like a cheat, actually, to get to the heart of the story that I really want to tell. I love that. And you do it so well. The promo for this book is uh, being signal is like playing the lottery. Always the chance with that one piece of paper, you could win it all. I think yeah. that's fantastic. In fact, I read the entire book. I was recently in Europe as well. So on my plane ride back from Frankfurt to JFK and, you know, loved it, cried. And this is clearly like another one of those. They, they say it's the romance that will define a generation. So talk about the story, what led you to write this story, what inspires you to pick your book title. Yeah, I I knew for a long time that I wanted to write about the search for love. And I wasn't sure exactly how, because I think that to me, I mean, I, I kind of write to figure out where I am in my own life. But part of the narrative of romance is that there is in some way an end, like there's in some way an ending, like how is this going to turn out? Are these two people going to end up together? Are you going to meet your person? Who is he? Like, are you looking for, do you end up getting all the things that you're looking for? Is love what you think it is? And I didn't know because I was single. And so for a really long time, I wanted to tell this story, but I just had absolutely no idea how it ended. And I remember writing my editor in back in 2021. And I said to her like, okay, I want to write about the search for love. And I really, I really, I'm starting to think that if I write this book, he'll be there at the end of it. Like my person will be there at the end of it. Because so much of my journey as a girl and also as a novelist has been about like looking for my person and searching and how is it going to turn out? So I write this book and I finish it in like the the winter or sorry the fall like late fall of 2021 and I ended up meeting the man who's now my husband in um, the spring of 22 but there was something about just laying it all out there and this book has a lot I mean it's not my experience but it certainly definitely shares a lot of my experiences of different relationships and and different dates and there's a lot of just like comedy and truth in there and I hope that it will you know I hope it will in some way speak to women about the experience of searching as like a sort of a continuation 
in the way I think all of my books have a little bit. And I always, at the end of all my novels, I always write a note at the end of my books and the acknowledgements to my readers. And in this one, I said, this time the note is the novel because like everything I want to say, I'm going to get emotional now, like everything I want to say to women about what that search is and just the idea of keeping going is in this book. It means a lot to me to get to talk about that now. That's amazing. So what are your quick takeaways, like three things you want women to know about the search? Interesting. I think that it's really important to know that it's not you. I think for a really long time, I thought, well, maybe there's something wrong with me. Like maybe my standards are too high or maybe I, you know, I had all of these ideas about, you know, maybe this is what, maybe this is really what it feels like. Like maybe I'm missing it. And so I would say, you're not wrong. I'll split those up. I would say you're not wrong. Trust yourself. Number two, I would say it really does like feel how you think it's going to. Different, like I think you need to, you need to do half, you need to meet yourself. Like you need to do the work. I was not ready for a very long time because I was, I was chasing relationships. I think that were exciting or to use like a writerly term, very plot heavy. Like a lot happened. There was a lot of drama and they were really feeding my work. And so it worked for me. It was what like I needed at that stage. So I think you have to do the work to, to recognize your person and to recognize that the kind of love that I have, the kind of love I would love for my friends and my readers is, is the kind of love that feels like very sturdy and feels like home. So I would say trust yourself. And then second, I would also say uh, do the work. And third, uh, just be open to it being better than you ever really imagined. Because that's how I feel about about my my very young and new marriage. Um, and I'm sure at some point I will be sitting here and we will be talking about the complexities of marriage. And that will be a book that's coming. But uh, for now, I just I feel incredibly lucky. I did I didn't really know that this level of happiness was out there for me in in my relationship. And so so yeah, be open to it being really even better than you than you imagine. I love that. I think that's very true. All those things having been 20 years on the other side of where you are. <laughs> Tell us about your path to becoming a novelist. Yeah. So I was always a writer. I really, you know, it's interesting to me when people will say, oh, you know, I sort of like woke up at, you know, 35 or 50 or whatever and had my story. I'm really fascinated by those writers because for me, it's just who I am, like who I am as a writer. It was always who I was when I was in, you know, elementary school and middle school, just putting little stories together and entering grading competitions. So, um, and I also like to say, I really, I have no other discernible talent. So it's very lucky that this worked out because I don't know how I would be employable if it weren't for um, for my career. So I'm, I'm very grateful. So I went to college for creative writing and, and English. I was a double major at USC. And then I moved to New York and I went to the new school and got my master's in creative writing. And I, at the time that I was in graduate school, I was working, obviously, as many people have to do. And I was working at Penguin, uh, the publishing house. I was doing like um, sort of like a paid internship. And then I was also working at this literary agency. And I would say grad school was great. And I think it's wonderful. It gives you like time to actually focus on your work. But 
what really made a difference for me was working in publishing because I got to actually see how how this thing gets made and what the players are like. I didn't know, I knew I wanted to write, but I had no idea what an agent or a manager, sorry, an agent or an editor were. Like I didn't, I didn't know any of those terms and I figured, okay, well, you know, and this was back in 2010. So I figured, okay, well, maybe I'll work for a magazine. Like I didn't, I just didn't know. I felt like writers, it would be incredible to write novels, but who even does that? They weren't real people. And it was through working in publishing that I really had a sense of of um, of how this works and, and a way that I could do it. And at the time that I sold my first novel, Young Adult was really kind of taking off in a way. It was it was right in the middle of Twilight. And I had this idea for a book, the book that became When You Were Mine and the movie Rosalind um, about what if Romeo and Juliet's love story was like the wrong one, the story of Rosalind Romeo's ex which is really fun. And I was, you know, 23 when I wrote it. And so I was very close to the teen experience. And I was lucky enough that I knew my agent at the time because I I was working at these, this agency. So I was able to give it to her and she read it and really loved it. And I've been writing full-time ever since, which was, we sold my first book in 2010. So. Wow. That's amazing. And that is, you know, like the Cinderella story for every writer that wishes they could <laughs> do this for real. I got really lucky. I got really lucky. It's awesome. Yeah. And so you've written all these books and had all this experience. What do you think you are best known for? Oh, interesting. I think I'm best known for books that make people feel, which I really love because I think that, you know, I touched on this earlier, but I think in a lot of ways, I really write to figure out how I feel about life, my own life, life in general. And so I I I see it as being like a little bit of a shared dialogue. I'm kind of putting things out there and being like, does this resonate? And then the reader saying like, yes, it does. You know, I I feel this way also, and 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 seeing that reflected is 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 important. So I think that I'm I'm probably known for making people feel, maybe making people cry. Yeah, <laughs> which is you know a big win. I think you know that release identifying and releasing I literally cried the whole way home from Frankfurt so thank you <laughs> no problem and it's all good yeah so um tell us what what's what's on the horizon what's next now that you've accomplished it sounds like of all of your your goals what what's what's ahead of for you well I mean life is funny like that you know you get something and then and then the tide moves and there's a different challenge in your life and so you know I I, I feel like I'm really taking time to be in this new marriage and to be, you know, really happy and here. And, and there's also stuff going on in my life that's challenging right now that I'm sure that it's a conversation for another time, but I'm sure that book is coming too. And so I think I just, you know, I just try to be as present as I can in my life and pay attention because I think when you're present in your life and you pay attention, that's when, that's when you figure out like what the stories are that want to be told. So I'm writing and a little bit slowly. My process is also changing. It's different than when I was single because I could sort of just like fall into a hole and, and you know, come out the other side three months later and have a book. And it's different now because I don't live alone anymore. And so much of my life has changed. So I think I'm definitely in the process of figuring out what my new process is. And I'm also just really excited to get to talk about expiration dates. So that's what's next. So tell us, let's go back to expiration dates as we finish up. What is it that you want people to take away from this book? Oh, I think that I would love people to take away just, I think, feeling validated in your own experience. I think feeling that like growth is possible 
uh, both for yourself and for, you know, the people in your life. And I would just love for, you know, I would just love for women who are looking for their person or women who have found their person or women who are maybe sort of looking at their person saying like, is this the right person to feel validated in their experience and to, to feel less alone. Oh, I love that. Less alone. Right. So beautiful. Well, I can't wait to see what else. Is there a movie on the horizon for any of your books? There hopefully, I mean, one of time somewhere in five years are both um, in development. It's been challenging here in Hollywood because of the writer strike. And then there was the Actors Guild strike. So uh, hopefully as we come out of those strikes, we can have a better idea of, of uh, forward, forward motion and progress on those projects. Well, we are wishing you all the best here at Incandescent. And actually, this is an article that will appear in the March 2024 issue of Costco's magazine, Get Expiration Dates. It's awesome. Magical realism is my favorite genre because it's sort of how I live my life. <laughs> so thank you. I Ms. love that. That's so beautiful. That's just how you live your life. I love that. I love that. That's <gasps> thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you to all of our readers and listeners and viewers on our YouTube channel, Incandescent TV. And we will bring you another episode of Authors Between the Covers with amazing authors like Miss Rebecca Cyril. We'll talk to you all soon. That's it for today's episode of the ABCs, Authors Between the Covers, hosted by journalist and publisher Hope Katz Gibbs, author of Truly Amazing Women Who Are Changing the World and PR Rules, The Playbook. Be sure to check back next week on the Incandescent Radio Network for another interview with a successful author who is happy to share their story. Here's to writing your heart out and keeping your dreams alive. Thanks so much for listening.